the Sports Talk with Devin Wade recap. Any given Sunday, anything can happen. What we think so far. Lakers, were they oversold? Welcome to the Sports Talk with Devin Wade briefcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another Sports Talk with Devin Wade podcast recap. This is where I come to you guys in between shows solo so you can kind of get your Sports Talk with Devin Wade fix, as it were. But if this is your first time checking us out, please go back and listen to full-fledged episodes with the special teams unit, either Biscuit or Kevin Allen or Eddie Robinson or any number of guys that uh, in my crew uh, that come to you and we talk sports and a number of great features, including the Lamar Award and just fun, fun stuff. So please be sure to check that out when you get a chance. Don't just stop here. This is just a, a, a nibbling. This is sort of a, a an appetizer. Get the full entree on full episodes, and we will have another one coming your way this weekend. We are, as it stands, just about a couple of hours away from the NBA All-Star break. The trade deadline has passed, so a lot is going on, and we'll talk a lot about that probably with Kevin Allen. And we have some great guests lined up for you as well in the near future, and I'll tell you more about all of that stuff before we get out of here, but the NFL season is over. So yeah, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, got the blues on that. A little upset about that. And it was anticlimactic as it stood because the game was absolutely horrible. Uh, the uh, halftime show was, was horrible. It, it's just been a funky, funky week of watching New England sort of celebrate again. But you have to give them their, their props for what they did. And, you know, I, you know, a couple of people I want to give props to. Well, first, I mean, my guy, one of our guys, the uh, sort of a descendant of Love Your Blue, Wade Phillips. I thought his defense did a fantastic job in that game. Uh, I don't want to get into the game. I mean, look, you guys probably snored and, and, and drank your way and nachoed your way through three and a half hours of blah. So I won't rehash it, but I do want to give props to Wade Phillips and, and what that defense did. I mean, if you tell the Rams going into the Super Bowl that you're going to hold New England to 13 points, you are getting, uh, you giving somebody your uh, ring size because you're getting fitted for a ring. At, at least you thought so. Uh, so really anticlimactic uh, Super Bowl, but it, the offseason should be a whole lot of fun. A lot of good stuff should be happening. A lot of teams with a lot of salary cap money to spend. We don't know where Le'Veon Bell is going to end up. We don't know where Antonio Brown is going to end up. We have several quarterbacks who will be changing addresses, so we'll have to see what happens. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe Eli. We know Blake Bortles is. We know some other guys, Nick Foles. We'll have to see what happens there. So there's a lot there. So we have a lot to talk about all offseason long, and we certainly will do so. But uh, as it stands, we have to really turn our focus on the NBA. And the NBA these days is a league of boys. It really is. And Kevin Durant is the poster child for just that. Now, he's a poster child for many other things. I mean, he's a many positive things. He's he's a, a, the poster child for a great offensive basketball player. He's the poster child of being a great philanthropist and a great son and a great member of the community. But he's also uh, the poster child for a League of Boys. So last night he goes in on a member of the media who again asked him, you know, hey, you've been persona non grata lately. You hadn't talked to the media in about a week. What, what's going on? Does it have anything to do with New York? 
because, of course, we know, maybe you don't know, or you are familiar with, Porzingis, the unicorn, <laughs> being shipped from New York uh, to Dallas and sort of a uh, really kind of an, an effort to tank and to dump their biggest star, clearing the way for two max deals that to be signed by whomever they choose or whoever they can attract this offseason. One, uh, which may belong to Kevin Durant, the other one to Kyrie Irving. We don't know. That's sort of the the, the mythical sort of, uh, sort of script that's being uh, written in New York uh, sort of as we speak. The New Yorkers feel like, yeah, Durant is a foregone conclusion. that Durant is going to come and Kyrie is going to come and, and both of those guys are going to team up in New York and make the New York Knicks relevant. Well, it seems like this whole entire thing really upset and frustrated Kevin Durant. And instead of handling it like a man, knowing that, hey, I'm going to get these questions. I do not like these questions. I'm irritated with these questions. But guess what? This is my job. I understand the circumstances. I understand that, hey, these guys, these media guys have a job to do. And, yeah, it is a pretty big headline that now New York has cap space for two uh, max deals. And, yeah, I did say I'm not going to sign with the Golden State. Well, I have not re-signed with the Golden State Warriors, and I will be a free agent this offseason. Instead of doing that, Durant goes in, he calls the reporter childish. Yeah, you, you're childish. No, that's childish. And, and the comment calling someone childish is coming from a guy who had burner accounts on social media, who actually got into it with a 14-year-old on Instagram. He yeah, he did this. Look it up. You can find out. He, and I, I sort of went back and looked at some of this stuff. He really is super, super sensitive. And it's, it's almost a situation. I mean, he's not the only one. He's certainly not the only one. And I don't know if this is AAU doing this. I think that's probably a contributing factor. Or is it just too much mommying and not enough daddying? I, you know, is it too much mommy, not enough daddy? I don't know. I mean, and that's not to speak on single mothers. Don't take it out of context in that way. But it's just saying that these guys are not acting like Old school grown men. You, you're not handling yourself. He's not the only one. Look, DeAndre Jordan. What does he do a couple years ago? He's a free agent. He agrees. He verbally agrees that he's going to Dallas. Well, the Clippers come to his house or make a phone call, and he changes his mind, which he has a right to. He can change his mind anytime he wants to. But instead of calling the Mavs or taking their call and saying, hey, guys, I, I, you know what? I thought I was coming. Talk to my guys. I think I've changed my mind. I'm going back to the Clippers. Instead of doing that, what does he do? He barricades himself inside his house. He won't answer his door, and he won't take phone calls. I mean, like, what grown man does stuff like that? I mean, that's, you know, that's another example. Blake Griffin, and I gave him the Lamar Award for being a big dummy uh, because Steve Ballmer wanted to say hello to him after trading him. What does Griffin do? He races right past Bomber like he's in such a huge hurry, refusing to shake the man's hand after the man signed him to a $70 million deal before he got traded. He was so in his feelings about getting traded, he said, you know what, I'm not going to even shake this man's hand. 
I, okay, so things didn't go your way. That's part of the business. These guys, have you guys not watched The Godfather or any other sort of mob flick? Hey, it's not personal. It's just business. But these guys get so super duper in their feelings. Dennis Smith is another one. Dennis Smith, he's upset because Donkage, Luka Donkage is doing work. Took his shine in Dallas, who, by the way, he just got traded to New York. Well, instead of him handling things with his organization, what does he do? He has his agent call in sick for him. His agent call to say he's not coming to work. To his job. A job that pays him millions and millions of dollars. You're not coming to your job. Now, this this is not grown man behavior. And I think you go back to, to a couple of other examples. LeBron. LeBron, when he made the decision, he made that decision when he was 25 years old. Now, you're not a, a, a super old adult, but you are a grown man at 25 with a family, and you decide to go on national television and humiliate your hometown in front of kids who idolize you in your community. Now, again, that was a mistake. He's learned from that. But still, that was not a grown man move. I look at look at LeVar Ball. Speaking up for Lonzo, I will admit that I could never have controlled Debo Wade, my father. Never could have controlled him, even if I tried. But at some point, you got to have that conversation with Pop. Say, Pop, man, you 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 doing too much. I need you to step back. I'm a grown man now. And, and again, yeah, he's very young. Let's, I mean, very young guy. So he's a young, young man. So there's a little bit of an excuse there. But still, man, once you're in the league with presumably other men, you're supposed to, you know, hey, step out of the shadows and not let your father fight your battles. And we saw LeVar do that today. And by the way, I I like LeVar Ball, and I've come I've gone full circle with him. I've done a 180. I, well, actually, I've done a 360 because I I didn't like him, and, and then I I then I started to. Well, no, I never did. I don't guess I did. I guess I did a you know, sort of a a 180 because I didn't like him at first. I really I guess I took him too serious, and but now. I get it. I understand what he's done. And you can you have to admire what he's done for the ball brand. His buffoonery has gotten his family paid. And he stepped up to represent his son. Now he knows that his son is he's on his way out in, in LA. So to save face and and really I don't know if he's doing it for his son's psyche or for the, the ball brand. But now he wants, he comes out and he, uh, Luke Walton is a trash coach and he'll never win with Luke Walton. And one of them has to go and I want my son in Phoenix. So, you know, we get, I, I mean, if you pay attention, you get it. You understand what the game is. And I admire him as a father for doing it. But at some point, your son is a grown man and, and has to start acting like this. So I don't know. I just have a problem with all of these guys not handling these situations like men. And I, again, I don't know who to blame for this situation. Maybe it's the money. Maybe these guys just make too much money. They're too sheltered, too pampered, and they don't realize, hey, man, you still have certain principles to abide by, especially on a job. Now, I'm not saying guys don't have the freedom to move around and, and make their own teams and all of that stuff, but that's not – the old man way of doing things when you talk about you know everybody's gonna make their money so let's 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 take money out of this but this is really about 
hey, man, I want to beat you. I want to compete with you. If it's too tough to beat you, I don't want to team up with you. I need to work that much harder. You go back and look at Michael Jordan. You And I know people get sick of that. Probably these millennials, these post-millennials, whatever these kids are now, Generation Z or whatever they are. They probably get sick of everybody pulling Michael Jordan out of their backside every time uh, these kinds of discussions come up. But Jordan never left. Isaiah Thomas never left. Dream, he wanted to leave. Fortunately, they mended fences in Houston before he got shipped out of here. And, and I mean, that was a management issue and, and all. I mean, that was complicated. But uh, he stayed. And got two championships. I mean, Bird and Magic, they never wanted to team up with each other, except for Team USA. And when you're going to talk about representing your country, hey, all bets off. Yeah, y'all team up and do what you got to do. But again, it's just, it makes you really, I mean, maybe I always say this. Sports is a microcosm for society, the greatest society. And you're seeing a lot of this kind of behaviors from these young people today and i hate to be the the old guy saying get off of my lawn but you can't come on durant you don't you don't understand the game you don't get it you don't understand that you'll never be considered the best player in the world uh and, and you will always play second fiddle to lebron because because distinctly because you went to the best team in the nba already you chose to go play with a team that won the championship now, you have the right to play wherever you want to play. And as long if you like it, I love it. That's what you want to do, you do it. However, understand, when you do this, you're never going to get the love. Because Steph won. LeBron really, to me, turned the page on that when he went back to Cleveland and won the championship. Because as long as he was on Miami's team, that was Dwayne Wade's team. And he joined Dwayne and Chris Bosh and got it done. And they got their championship. Now, maybe these under-25s will look at it and say, hey, a win is a win. I don't care. We won. History will forget. No, history won't forget because I won't let you forget. History's going to remind you that Durant was up 3-1 against Golden State in the Western Conference Finals and choked and lost. I'm not going to say he choked. They lost. They gave up a 3-1 lead. Then you go and join that team. Can't forgive you for that. So, uh, you know, you have to understand who you are, your place, what you did, how you were complicit in that, and how you get so upset about everything. And maybe he'll hear the podcast and be upset with me. But look, man, and I'm not saying these guys are not, you know, you might be, you you got to be tough. You have to have a tough, a mental toughness to make it that far. The competition to get to the NBA is real. And guys have to be strong and, and they have to fight and they have to have the ability to get there. But once you get there, you cannot act like a little bitty boy. And calling a reporter childish for doing his job, hey, man, he's supposed to ask. That's the question everybody wants to know. Where is KD going to play next year? Is it going to be with LeBron? Is it going to be in New York? Is it going to be in Boston? Is it going to be in Washington? Where in the, uh, the Clippers, maybe? Where is he? You know, where is he going to end up? Everybody wants to know, and people are always looking for signs because the media, the business is competitive too. So, if a guy can ask a question that'll tip Durant's hand, he has a great story for the next day. So, but there's many examples of him getting upset. And, and really going in on people because his feelings were hurt. And that's just not grown a grown man move. So for all my NBA guys, man, go talk to these old school cats a little bit. Man, sit, you know, sit on the front porch and listen to them talk. Go to the donut shop. 
you know, go find some old men to be around and understand what real toughness and, and how you conduct yourself, should, how, how that's supposed to go. Because certain things I see, my daddy would have had a fit to say hey, he would have thought he failed as a father if I would have done some of the stuff that these guys are doing now. Uh, I, you can give me your thoughts on that. You can tweet me at Wade's Word. Leave comments on SoundCloud or iTunes. I'll have a chance to check those out. I thought it was funny today where the players had the NBA draft for the All-Star game, and I had some fun with that on Twitter and uh, talked about how LeBron People thought LeBron was picking an all-star team. No, he was picking his dream team for 2019-2020. On his uh, draft pick, and you'll probably know this by the time you hear it, he drafted Durant, who's a free agent. You have Kyrie Irving, who will be a free agent. You had, He drafted, I want to say he drafted uh, Kawhi, too. And, of course, he certainly d- uh, drafted Anthony Davis. Uh, and we'll get into that because Anthony Davis probably won't play for the remainder of the year, and that is just agonizingly insane to me. And uh, me and Kevin Allen will get into that. But a couple things we want to remind you of on Facebook, the Sports Talk with Devin Wade page and group. Jump in and be a part of that. J.M. Keith does a great job with all those contributions. Charles Rayon, uh, those wonderful folks. And please subscribe. Talk to your friends about it. Tell everybody you know, hey, man, we have a lot of fun on this show. We like to think that we're informative. I, I know. I mean, hey, that's in the eye of the beholder. But I'll tell you what, it's a whole lot of fun. And I think that you guys will get something out of it. And and uh, if you agree with my Kevin Durant take and uh, my immature NBA, a league of boys take, let me know. If you don't, hey, that's fine, too. We'll talk more about that in episode 81, which has been a while between those. Done a lot of briefcasts. And because, again, that's an easy way for me to come to you guys while organizing an entire show. Have a couple of producers. We have some great guests coming up. I know for sure I have somebody booked for early next week, NBA dad as it were uh we'll talk some nba with a a former houston legend and uh the father of somebody very important i won't spoil that uh, but a a current nba player so we'll get in into uh that and uh no telling what else we got some good fun stuff coming up for you and a lot we want to get into but again at uh wade's word on twitter uh, the sports talk with devin wade page and group on facebook Hey, guys, thank you all so much for listening, and as always, have a great day.